Hi guys, how are we all? Let me just go live on the TikTok as well so that they can join in if they want to. Hi Angeline, hi Debbie, hi TD. Um, hope you're all well uh, and keeping cool, keeping out of the sun, keeping as cool as we possibly can. We've just been sat inside today and obviously we've had kept the curtains drawn and we're just um, trying to keep as cool as we possibly can. Right, questions, questions. Nobody's got their hand up just yet, but that's okay. Let's have a look over at the TikTok. Um, hi, Bex, how are you? Um, hi, Anthony, Rachel, everyone's just joining. Anyone got any family questions while we're trying to keep cool? Hi, Jessica. Hi, Louise. Hi, Lukeside. Oh no, Vex, you're going to court tomorrow. What's going on? If you want to come over to the Discord, you can. You can just um, create a profile, click on the link, join us here in the lounge, and there's a great chance. Evening, hello, um, Donna Smith. There's um, a great chance that you'll get your um, question answered uh, because we've only got a few people in the audience this evening. So, um, hello, Donna. You've listened to my advice for months. Oh, well done. Hope it's helping. Um, oh, someone's saying hello, Pad. Hi. I've seen you walk in. Paddy hello. is with me this evening. Um, oh, sorry, TD, you've got your hand up. Let me come to you and ask a question. There we go. I'll invite you up onto the stage to ask your question. Um, Ray Ram, if you have a question, that's fine, but you need to come over to the lounge um, and ask the question there. Yes, I am a lawyer. Um, TD, what's your question? First of all, you need to know the value of the pension. So have you got Which the... I do, yeah. Great. So you've got the CETVs there. So that's good. Um, then you need to really start with the length of the relationship because the law is very clear with regard to pensions. It will only divide any contributions made during the marriage. So if, for example, a pension was paid into prior to the marriage and not during the marriage, then you won't include that one. If you've got a very long relationship and chances are, you know, most of it, sort of 80% or more has been paid in, the court will generally just look at the entire pension. So you can do a little bit of sort of putting the puzzle together yourself. And from there, then, um, the easiest thing to do with pensions is just to split it down the middle unless you're going to try and offset it against another asset in the home. No, it's just purely pension, but I think it's the calculation which is difficult. I'm happy to um, consider 50% of the time we, from the time we cohabited to the end of our marriage. Yeah. Um, Would that be most of the pension, do you think? Sorry? Would that be most of the pension, do you think? Um, no, it's about 14 years, so... Um, he had already been paying into the pension prior to being with me for about 
six or seven years. Okay. And that's where you need the actuary, unless you guys can agree, because the actuary then is able to do a calculation and remove those seven years' worth of contributions. Okay. And do they take into other, other consideration the, uh, the fact that my financial situation is dire compared to his, that the, that the children live with me, um, and that his contributions are just minimal. Do they take into account any other factors like that, or is it purely just based on the length of time together? When you're talking about the pension, we're just looking at the pension. Yeah, because what the pension share will do is provide um, equal income upon retirement. When you're talking about other things, like your income needs being low, sorry, uh, not being met, or your housing needs not being met, that's not going to come out of the pension that's going to come out of his income. So that would be an additional clause into the um, actual um, order, the financial order. So it can all go in the same order? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we, we'd cover everything off in the same order because once you've got that order, it then turns into a afterwards a clean break. Um, okay. So you can't come back then and make a claim for anything else. I've been given so much different conflicting advice, but that makes complete sense. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Good luck. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Uh, right, next in the list is Sonia. Um, hello, Miami. Wow. Um, how hot is it in Miami? I bet it's the same temperature as it is here today. What time is it in Miami? What time is it in Miami? Midday, yeah, maybe. Maybe, midday. Um, watching from the garden. I know. How are you sat out in the garden? Wow. Uh, Sonia, hello. What's your question? Hiya, how's it going? Um, well, I have an estate date for the 3rd of August, which yeah. is pretty soon. Yeah. Um, and it is in regards to child um, arrangements. Um, yeah. So me and my ex-husband have split up and um, obviously we've had to um, child arrangements because they're unable to agree on, you know, um, who sort of, how much contact the father can have because I'm sort of giving him contact but he seems to want overnight stays um which i'm not comfortable in doing um he has sort of gotten his um mom and dad involved now as well yeah and they've um basically applied um it's uh they've basically sent me the court application and everything and in there it says uh the issue of leave or permission being granted to the grandparents to make the application so they're going to basically um sort of review that in the first hearing um my question is what are, what's the likelihood of that happening and is that the only conversation that they're going to be sort of um having at, at the first hearing or would they sorry sort of sorry sonia the likelihood of what happening sorry the likelihood of um the grandparents being oh. given leave um to make the application yeah so in order to decide if grandparents should be given permission the court's mm -hmm. going to look at the relationship they had with the grandchildren and okay. it would have to be if the grandparents didn't continue to have a relationship with the grandchildren, would that affect the grandchildren? In other words, if they were used to seeing the grandparents a lot, some grandparents mm -hmm. literally look after the, the grandchildren Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, for example, when the parents are at work. So that would be a massive impact on the children's life to then not see the grandparents mm -hmm. anymore. Grandparents like that will get then permission to enter an application. So it does depend on the relationship that they've had with the grandparents. The more contact that they've had, 
um, the more mm -hmm. likely they are to be given permission. Right, so the only contact that they've really had, I've been the like, you know, the primary, um, the main person that my son has, you know, been with. Uh, my husband was like sort of working away, so he was never hardly there. It'd be like once or twice a week where he would see his son. Um, and I lived with my in-laws for um, majority of, you know, um, after I had gotten married, um, I, I became pregnant very like quick. So um, Byron was, when obviously my son was born, he, I was living with um, my husband's parents at the time and we were yeah. just split up around May. Yeah. Uh, April, no, so so March, so what you're March saying April is that time. that your son your son lived with them, so they saw him every single yeah. day. Yeah, so yeah. that yeah. they've had a lot of contact then, um, and therefore yeah. they they have a good chance of getting permission. Right. All right. Is it what kind of is there anything that I can sort of um, do? Well, or... they'll they'll be given if well I shouldn't say they will be if they're given permission. The next stage mm -hmm. then is that they'll make the application. They're going to be asking for contact, and that's when you mm -hmm. will then tell the court why you don't want them to have contact or you want them to only have certain contact. Okay. Yeah, because they do have contact. So every yeah. time I take um, uh, my son has contact with his father every once a week. Yeah, and in. In that time of contact, his grandparents were also present as well. Okay. So he never attends alone. He always okay. attends with. Um, so the there's a good chance well. then, Sonia, that they're probably looking for some more contact. So I think mm -hmm. what what you need to establish first is how much more contact they need, and then sit mm -hmm. down and think and ask yourself: Is that in the best interest of the child? And then whether the answer mm -hmm. to that is yes or no, then you can um, let the court know what you what you feel mm -hmm. as the ch child's main carer. All right. Yeah, I mean, right. with that, would they sort of, if they ask for overnight stays, is that something that the you know, judge would look and grant? Or... Mate, he would certainly look at it. I don't know if he'd grant it. I mean, the, mm -hmm. now you're getting very deep into the context of your case, and, of course, I'm not able to take mm -hmm. that one any further. All right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks, All right. Sonia. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Uh, Nitin, you are up next. Um, somebody said... Um, is the Discord on video? Sadly, it's not. No, it's just voice on Discord. There is no facility to have it on a video. Um, so it's just the TikTok that we've got live on the video. Um, and everyone on the Discord knows that we're also live on TikTok. And that I record a lot of these as well, um, just so that we can recirculate them. So everyone knows it's a public forum. Um, it, it's anonymous. I mean, obviously, unless someone recognises your voice, um, but nobody actually sees you on Discord. Uh, Nitin, hi, what's your question? Hi, yes. Um, so I'm I'm in a financial dispute. Yeah. Uh, and there's a final hearing coming yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, judge ordered sex, section 25 statement to be yeah. filed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other party is saying uh, the family jewelry that she took when she left the matrimonial house. Yeah. She said she sold everything and she used that on a child's medical care. Okay. Um, I don't know, like, she never informed me about it, um, and I don't know whether that will be considered. Depends uh, Depends or... how much it is, Nitin. Depends how much it is. You know, if we're talking thousands of pounds, then absolutely the court may ask her to uh, prove that she actually sold jewellery and, and give some medical receipts. If we're talking hundreds of pounds, the court's probably not going to challenge it. Um, so it will depend how much it is. 
Um, and of course, it's your, um, you know, you're the one that's there to to challenge that, being the other yeah. party. Okay. Right. Okay. And second thing she said, uh, well, the, well, the high court has given me the custody of the child, but she is forcefully keeping the child with her. And now uh, the child also ha uh, has like the jewelry given to the child. I mean, the jewelry was not given to the child directly. It's, it's like the way of uh, uh, like the Indian families, they give assets to, to their sons and uh, daughters in this way by giving them the precious jewelry. Yeah. Um, she said, uh, her lawyer said that, uh, that you, you're not, you're not asking for the child's jewelry to be given back to you, are you? Um, and I was like, what is the law on the assets that belongs to a child? If it's if it belong, belongs if yeah if it belongs to the child knitting then it won't it won't form part of the divorce proceedings it 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 simply won't form part of it because they were gifts to the child um, so you know it's not as if they're going to have any impact on income or housing or anything like that so it it, so it who, won't form part who of must that. give this jewelry who must give well it's this the child's jewelry so whoever the child lives with that's the person mm. that will that will have charge of it right okay, okay. Uh, the custody has been given to me by the high court but she is forcefully keeping the child okay so and who... you've you've yeah i i i understand the custody position knitting because you've been on a few times and asked me that um yeah. that that's a separate matter to the finances um right. so if if the jewelry is your big concern which it sounds to me as mm. if it is then you're going to have to fight the child custody issue if you want that jewelry back in your possession yeah, I've already fought, like, the case is closed and yeah. the, the final order... Yeah, but she's in breach of the order, isn't she? So it needs to go back to court yeah. if she's breaching it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another question is, uh, is uh, she is... Um, because we are not in an agreement with her. I'm not in an agreement with her, and they are not in agreement with me to make a clean break order. Yeah. So the, can the court cut our financial ties without having to divide any assets? Um, that's difficult to answer, Nitin, because I don't know anything about your case. But ultimately, if you guys can't agree, the court mm. will, at the final hearing, decide how the assets are to be divided. And the judge will decide and make the order and just give you both the decision. Okay? Right. So that's the whole the point last... of the final hearing. Okay, make and it the, the last, last one then, because there's, there's quite a few people in the queue this evening. Is the last question, yeah. if you don't mind. Yeah, go on um, then. Uh, they are asking for the financial cost to be taken from me. Is that the right way forward? Like, I don't that, know why they are saying that. So, again, I think I answered this last time. That depends on conduct. So, if they can show that you haven't ran the case properly um, and that you mm. have deliberately incurred costs on them, they can make the cost application. Again, whether or not they'll be successful, I can't tell you because I would need to, to consider the file. Um, but right. that, that's going to depend on whether or not they can show that you haven't run the case properly. Right. All right. Okay, I think I okay. need some legal advice on it. So if okay. you could uh, forward me some details of anyone who you, can give it. Yeah, if you drop me an email, Nitin, um, then I'll be able to, to signpost you. Dro just drop sure. me an email. All right. Okay. Thank okay. you then. Thank you very much. Okay, bye-bye. Uh, Selena, you are next up. 
Somebody on TikTok is saying, how do I speak mm. about my situation? You come onto Discord. So download the Discord app, come onto Discord and um, put your hand up and I'll select you. And then you ask your question that way. Selena, what's your question? Hi there. Um, me and my ex, we were married. It was a very short marriage. We were only together for a handful of months. He yeah. applied for the divorce just when the year was up. So it's the old style. Um, I got pregnant. I had my baby. He hasn't seen me since, or the baby just yet, and since I was like 12 weeks pregnant. Yeah. So we've got two things going on, divorce and child arrangement. But um, just with the divorce, uh, he went at the decree nice stage, and it's been stalled by him there since December yeah um his solicitor did send emails about um voluntary disclosure I've been messaging them back and they're just not doing anything about it how can I move this along um well you could take the action then um sometimes that happens the other side stop giving solicitors instructions um or you know I, I, I it could be a variety of reasons and then the solicitor can't really do anything they, you know, we have to take our instructions from the client. So if you feel that it's lost traction, you could take charge of it. What that means yeah. is that you could then say, right, let's go off to mediation. Let's get our MyAMS form. Or if that's already been done, then you just make a Form A application to the court. Um, they've stopped. They are still uh, representing him, but they've just yeah. stopped communicating with me about the divorce because I've yeah. asked for um, my diary because he kept it, and I know I can ask yeah. for that. Yeah. So I think they're just not wanting to communicate with me, and I've asked so, for my Islamic divorce, verbal divorce from him. So the, the, the it, I, I guarantee you, it won't be that the solicitor doesn't want to communicate with you. That's our job, um, and and okay. that's you know by communicating with the other side is is how we earn our money. Um, so I guarantee yeah. you it won't be that. Um, I, I suspect it's that your husband hasn't um, provided them with instructions about the diary. So they've got nothing to tell you, would be my guess. Um, so if they haven't got anything to tell you because he, you know, maybe he's not getting back to them, um, that's why they're not getting back to you. Um, but the, the answer is certainly just to start the proceedings yourself. Yep, so put in my own financial thing. Yes, which for, is which is a format. These items can yeah. get dealt with during that. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, um, yeah. I just had one second a quick question. I know yeah. you're really busy. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to a directions hearing tomorrow for a fact find. Yes. This is for the child stuff. Yeah. Um, he hasn't seen the baby yet. My boy's nine months. Um, generally, how often would contact start and how does it progress? The smaller the baby, the smaller the contact. Okay, so okay. when when we've got, let's say, for argument's sake, newborns, dad's having maybe an hour, two hours of contact, but maybe he's having that three or four times a week, because we we, we appreciate that babies, especially if they're being breastfed, need to be with mum for for longer periods of time. So there is no sort of hard and fast rule um, where I can say to you, at aged one it goes to this, and at age two it goes to this. It is very bespoke to the family, but as a general guide. The smaller the baby, the smaller the amount of contact. Yeah, and you can ask for it to be in a contact centre if there's been domestic violence in the past. Or... Absolutely, you can, yeah. You can ask for it to be in a contact centre if you feel that's been the best interest of the child, yeah. And the cost, who would meet the cost? Um, that would on depend this, yeah. on, on the financial um, situation. So, you know, if maybe mum can't afford it, but dad can, then the court will order dad to pay. If both parties can afford it, then the court might order that joint parties pay. Um, obviously, if the court, they're, they're probably going to ask you both, okay, um, who's going to pay. And if you think that you might struggle to do that, let the court know. Okay, thank you so much for your help. You're welcome. You. Thanks, Selena. Bye. Bye.
Um, the next person in my list is Anaya. So all right, I hesitated then because there was a comment on TikTok about how come dads get better rights than mum? And I had to read it twice because normally um, the mums always get criticised for having better rights than the dad. Um, nobody gets better rights than anybody is the honest answer. Um, it just happens that nine times out of ten, the kids stay with mum when a couple separates. Uh, not always, but the majority of time. It, it's just our culture. It's our society. Um, the Chiller Man. Hello. Hello. What's your question? Um, my question is, so I'm, I'm in the middle of a divorce and yeah. um, my girlfriend's just started her divorce. Yeah. Uh, put in the first stages, um, but then her husband turned around. Um, so he's a, a government fireman. Yeah. And he's, he's claiming that if he was to die, the um, his pension would then be swallowed by the government and his son wouldn't be entitled to the remainder of his pension. Right. Is there any way that there's anything written up so that his they can continue to get divorced, but his son would get his pension? Because at the moment, oh. they're now talking about staying married yeah. just so their son can get the pension. Yeah, that's a better question for his pension provider. Not me, because that's not really a family law question, if I'm honest with you. Um, I, I totally is it enough to make me put in the financial order, though? It, it can be put in the financial order, but only to be left to the wife. You can't, you know, it, it's better off to find out from the pension provider if it can be left to the son, because that's what the court will ask. You know, that it, can, can this he's, order... He's saying that it can't be, and if he right. was to die and he's not married, yeah. then the government would take it back. Yeah, so you, you, you need to go to the... Or he needs to go to the, to the pension provider and get that in writing if his wife isn't in agreement to that. If she thinks that, actually, no, I need to see something in writing first, then he needs to go to the pension provider. I wouldn't know the answer to that question. Uh, that's the God's honest yeah, truth, if it can be left to the son. She's taking his word for it. Yeah. And on about staying married now... It's a very unusual um, situation and, you know, I've been doing this job for over 20 years. It's not something I've ever seen before um, and I've done all types of financial cases like low net worth, very high net worth and I've never, I've never heard of that before but I'm not saying it's not possible because obviously when, by the time they get to me, I'm doing the divorce so naturally the pension's being divided and the percentage being given to the wife. Um, but so I'm not saying it's not possible but I think she should probably check with the pension provider. Okay, but if, if they set up a uh, financial order that they would share his pension, yes, then I assume if he died, she would then get the remainder of the payments to it. Again, that's a question for the because when we do a pension share, we will we will separate the pension. So let's say the pension shares fifty fifty. At the time yeah. that the order's made, fifty percent is lifted from his pot and given into her pension pot. So if he then dies after that pension share has taken place, it won't necessarily go to her because we have the financial order and we'll have the decree absolute. So this is where you still need to go back to the pension provider. Okay. Does that make so sense? It is, it, it is, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, but that said, not, not complicated for somebody that knows what they're talking about in the area of pensions. Um, I mean, even a financial advisor might be able to help, but I certainly can't. My my um, uh, knowledge of pensions is very limited to just that that goes on in the divorce. Okay. All right. 
Thank you ever so much for your time. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye. Cheers. Thank you. Bye bye. Um, Anon29, I'm going to come to you next and you have a question. We have a court order that's 70-30 with me. Can Dad apply for a passport with my permission? Uh, yes, if you give your permission, yeah. Hi, Anon. Hello, hi. Hello. Uh, I am reaching the final point of um, child proceedings that I haven't brought on the respondent in this case. Yeah. We have two children. Yeah. Below what calls a child take any any of their wishes into consideration. Um, there was domestic abuse, but yeah. I have throughout um made the distinction between um the intent to harm me as averse to the intent to harm the children. They were bystanders, as I know the law has changed now. Where you know, whereby they're as as tantamount as victim, as the adult victim in that sense. Yeah. Come through um, with, you know, copious amounts of arrangements for the children to have the benefit of seeing both of us. Yeah. We're on a parenting app. Um, I want him out my texts, out my WhatsApps, out my call list. I've done it as as the right way as possible. I've secured the exit of the marriage in the most safe way for the children as possible, getting a non-mol, um, whatever it is in secret, I think. I can't, I can't remember the words now. It was 18 months ago. Um, yeah. There's a undertaking on the property. He accepted that by consent. So we swiftly moved into then engaging around the arrangements for the children. Now, at one point during the coercion, there was a lot of pressure. And in one text, I said, okay, because it's, there was, I just wanted to dampen down the contact to me because it's, it was con it's pressure by contact. Yeah. And so in one text, I said, well, when it all goes through, we'll have equal. And I didn't mean it. And it's one text and it's never happened. Yeah. And that was said around 2021. Yeah. Um, now, um, we're in a situation now where I, uh, non-term time is equal, um, but term time is nine nights as a verse to five in favour of the children seeing me the nine. Um, to suit their needs because there's a pivotal couple of days whereby if they're not with me because I don't work them there'll be an absolute hash of a couple of nights for them in my opinion I also have clear concerns around um, paternal grandparents and again they I am told are not meeting any sort of threshold at the minute um but what? all of this has gone into a witness statement and it's been done by submissions, they've told okay. me. What's so your, what's your question, Anna? Had... Can, I, can I push you to ask me the question? Yes, I'm sorry. It's yeah. okay. Uh, um, it's just around, if I've got concerns, essentially, that don't meet any particular threshold Yes. in terms of safeguarding, yes. and they are too young to be heard by CAFCAS yeah. as in face-to-face one-to-one what in your experience are their needs going to be heard by what I'm saying 
or, or is it now a, a case where, right, well, it's equal long-term time, you, your concerns don't really particularly meet anything, we'll put it down to parental differences. Potentially. Um, you, you've allowed... P potentially. So the answer to your question is, yes, your concerns will be heard because you're going to tell the court. I think what your question actually is, will your concerns be acted upon? In other words, you know, are the court then going to reflect those concerns by limiting contact in an order? Well, that that's difficult. It as it is, as yeah, that's that's difficult because I don't know what your concerns are, and and, and I'm, that isn't an invitation to share them on here. That that's not no. what I mean. But um, no. it, that's very difficult. Um, and 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 obviously, Kafkas are there as that impartial view which is why the court put so much emphasis on CAFCAS. So if CAFCAS are recommending that an increase in contact is going to be okay and in the child's best interests, then you've got a bit of an uphill battle. But I've said it's up to the judge. They haven't made any okay. recommendations. Well, that's good. So what you now need to do is, and, and especially if you're representing yourself, is keep to the point and keep concise. I, I yeah. give that suggestion to everybody that's representing themselves in court. You've got to stick to the facts, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and just let the judge know, these are my four concerns, judge, and I'm going to quickly take you through them. Concern number one, blah, 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 and this is my mm -hmm. concern about that. Concern number two, if you're able to persuade the court, then you've got more chance of winning. And a great way to persuade is just keep it concise. Make it really easy and easy to listen to. I know when people are in family disputes, they are, of course, emotionally involved. And because of that, they're unable to sort of strip away what the court actually need to hear. And mm -hmm. they, they want to tell the court everything. And of course, what people forget is that whilst everyone's story is different, ultimately the principles that we apply are going to be exactly the same so this is where you've just got to really stick to the point your concerns address them it, you know bring along with you a, a sheet with bullet points on and that's all you need that's all you need to do mm. but there is just my boss of question is there sort of a just a foul swoop of now well it's equal non-term, so let's just slap it on. No, no, not at all. Not at all because time. no, not at all because otherwise the court wouldn't be listening to concerns. So it I really, see. it really does d depend on what those concerns are and the reasons so why, and and the reasons why you you don't want it to be shared care throughout term yeah. and non-term. That there's obviously you've got you've got reasons there. Um, it just mm -hmm. depends on the um, the level of importance the court will place on those reasons. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Um, Sharon, you are next up. Uh, my top, ladies, is from Next. Thank you for asking. Um, I've had it a while. Probably, when did I pick it up? It was this year I picked it up, but I don't think they do them anymore. I don't know. But yeah, it's just next. It's nothing fancy. Hey, Sharon. Hello, can you hear me? I can, yes. What's your question? Um, it's, oh, it's a bit of a long-winded one. Um, basically, um, I met my ex-husband back in 91. I had my daughter who was one at the time. 
I then proceeded to have two boys with my ex-husband. Yeah. Um, sadly, we divorced 17 years later, stayed friends. He remarried, um, got a brain tumour, and his wife put him in a nursing home, said she'd be back for him. Three days later, she needed some respite. Um, she never came back for him. My um, three children, he's now... He died um, on the 29th of June. My three children have arranged all his funeral, um, the wake, etc., etc., sorting everything out. He re where he remarried, the ex-wife has now sent um, uh, the solicit. Sorry, the solicitors have contacted the funeral directors to say she's next of kin. I'm wondering who is next of kin because she put him in a nursing home and left him for four years and never even visited him and went off with another man. And yet my kids continue to visit him, take him out, um, do whatever he needed to, to be done. Um, my children are distraught because the funeral's next Friday and now they're being told that they're not next of kin or they've got to solve who's next of kin. I'm just wondering who is actually next of kin. That's that's a better question, Sharon, for a probate solicitor or a will solicitor. Um, not me, unfortunately. I wouldn't like to take a guess at that um, because it's outside of my area. Um, so I, all I do is family law. I don't do any sort of wills or probate or anything like that. Oh, thank you very much for your time. Sorry, I couldn't help you, Sharon. Thanks. No, that's lovely. Thank you. Bye-bye. Jade, you are up next. Someone on TikTok has just said you don't need two signatures. I honestly don't know um, if you do or you don't. Um, it does depend on the type of passports. Thank you, Nanostar. And it does depend on the country. Um, thank you, Zoe. People want to know how to get onto Discord. You just have to download the app. And then you can go on to the link, which is in my bio, um, and click on it there. Oh, someone else on TikTok has said they've just done it, applied for the passport, didn't need ex-partner's signature. Um, can my ex sell properties? We've been married for 29 years. If they're in their sole name, they can. So you need to get your home rights registered. Jade, you might be having some difficulty. So I'm going to go to the next caller, who's traffic lights. Um, and if you do come up onto the stage, Jade, I won't, I'll, I'll leave you there until you get to ask your question. Um, oh, you're up now. Okay. So traffic light, bear with me one second. I'm just going to put you on mute for a minute. Jade, what's your question? Hi, I'd like to know, um, I'm the applicant um, and my um, uh, ex-husband, um, we filled in the D81 separate, but he is insisting that he wants to see my copy is it a legal requirement? Generally, you'll see each other's D81s, yes, before it goes off to court. Um, because otherwise, how do you know that the order's fair and reasonable? So, yes, the court would encourage you to, to complete a D81 and share it with each other. Oh, OK. That, that, that's absolutely fine. Thank you. That's all I wanted to know. All right. Thanks, Jade. Bye-bye. Traffic lights. Uh, what's your question? Hi, thank you. Um, my partner's due to go to his first um, child access court hearing next week. Yeah. I'm just really a little bit concerned as to what we're to expect, really. Okay. Is it the first appointment? It's the, it's the first. 
And is it a C100 that he's, that he's put in? Uh, Sorry. Yeah, he's yes. on the C100. He's had the cash cash report. And yeah. This is the actual first hearing after the actual court itself. So what's he asked for? Just He want, just wants contact, does he? Yeah, he wants yeah. contact. The child is actually only six months old. Um, okay. He's not named on the birth certificate, although there's no disputing that um, he is the child's father. The mother has actually confirmed that. Okay. So I think he needs to apply through a parental rights order as well. Well, he just wants to know really what to expect. Yeah, so that, that will have formed part of his C100 because on the form it will say, do you need permission to apply? And he should have ticked yes because he doesn't have parental responsibility at the moment if he's not on the birth certificate. So the first thing that the court might do is say to mom, do you have any objections to him having parental responsibility? Um, because without parental responsibility, he can't really continue. Um, right. I'm sure mom's going to say, no, that's absolutely fine. So the order that will be made is that, well, for a start, he'll definitely get PR. He may not get contact straight off the bat because at the first appointment, the court doesn't have the power to enforce an order on the parents. It can make an order if the parents agree. But let's say he says, well, I want this much of contact and mum says, absolutely not, I don't think that's appropriate. The court's then going to give directions so that they can determine what's best. And generally, that will be with a CAFCAS report. What he's had done so far is the safeguarding checks. He hasn't had a Section 7 yet. He's just had nice. the safeguarding checks. So I think depending on, on how... Um, adamant mum is that he doesn't have contact he may just come away from the first appointment with a um parental responsibility right it's okay but that's something at least yes absolutely well it, it you know it's the first step um and the fact is that at least we can get to the bottom of why she won't allow him to have contact and it might just be is it her first child it's her first child, yeah. um, and they unfortunately they split up just before the child was born. Right, okay. Um, and he hasn't even had a picture or doesn't know what he looks like or anything like that at all. She's just yeah. completely refusing to engage at that point. Okay. And that's why, why he's gone straight to, to obviously yeah. C100. The court might also recommend that they go on a separated parents' programme. Um, the court okay. may suggest that they do some mediation. Um, because de depends could, could what mom's be enforced because that did, he did actually try for that initially. No, no, you, you you can't force mediation. So mediation itself is a voluntary. Um, you right. know, it's you know you, you can't force someone to do it. Um, okay. But the court may suggest that it could help because mom's fears or reservations could be that she just feels maybe she doesn't know him. She doesn't want to hand over her six month. It's her first child. I get that. Or yeah. there may be something far more sinister that she wants to, you know, tell the court. But at least you'll get to know at the first appointment what her reservations are. OK, that's great. Oh, thanks ever so much for your time. You're welcome. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye, Bye. Uh, catastrophic min Minx. You are up next. That was a mouthful. Catastrophic Minx. No, you can just call me Chloe. Okay, Chloe. <laughs> What's your question? Um, so I don't know if this is part of family law. I'm a bit confused. I'm kind of blind, blind, blind in this divorce. Um, okay. So my soon-to-be ex-husband has offered me a, a very little amount of money from his medical payout he got. Yeah. And he said that, that I can't go after like any more of the money or anything like that. And if I went to a solicitor, he threatened to take the offer away. So I was just wondering if like, uh, 
is it allowed to go after the money he has? Absolutely. I mean, it, it's all going to be put into the pot. When we have a PI claim like that, um, we do have to look at what that claim was given for, okay? Um, but it's still included in the pot. So what I mean by that is I, I had a, a client years ago and he'd got something like five million for his PI claim. And the wife was asking for, I think, 1.5 million to help her and their daughter, um, house, income, etc. Um, and the court decided that actually, even though he got five million um, for his injury, he could have done without the 1.5, if that makes sense, because they've got to look yeah. at everything. They've got to look at the fact that his housing needs were met because he already had a house that was adapted for him. So the wife had to go. Um, and of course, his income needs were met. Um, and it was quite a complex case. But I, I share it with you simply because the answer to your question is yes. It may not be that you get all of it or half of it. But if if the family oh, no, needs are such, like, yeah. I if, tried to talk to him and I just said like uh, just like a little bit more, but yeah. he's saying that I can't go after it because it was a, a discharge from the navy payout. But it's still going to be a matrimonial asset in in the eyes of the family law court. It's a matrimonial asset. His, and don't get me wrong, his 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 needs will be taken into account as to why he received that. But it won't just be completely ring fenced if the family need it. All right. Yeah, it's, uh, I literally am only interested in taking a little just because yeah. I've got we've got a four year old yeah. and it's just to set us back up. That's yeah. it. I'm no, not that asking makes sense. for the sheer lot amount he has. Yeah. Um, no, that that's fine, Chloe. And telling and, me that I can't go after it. Yeah. No, I think um, I think you you're going along the right track, and 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 it's it's more common than you may realise. Uh, for people to ask this question. So you're fine. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, beekeeper, you are up next. Am I happy with the changes to no-fault divorce? Absolutely. Absolutely. What a much better way to get divorced than having to blame the other side. I know that some people aren't happy because they want to blame. Um, you know, they want to have their reasons documented. But the reality is nobody sees the reasons. You'll see it. The ex will see it. The judge will see it. But, you know, the solicitors will see it. But we see hundreds and hundreds of divorce petitions. So it doesn't really make any difference. So, yeah, I'm all for the no fault. Absolutely. Especially when there's kids involved. I think it's just one less thing um, to be um, acrimonious about. Uh, the beekeeper, what's your question? Hi there. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Fantastic. Um, I have a um, ex-partner who took me to court for shared living. Yeah. And there's a court order in place in 2020. So the children, 60% uh, of the time with me, 40% of the time with their dad. Yeah. And um, he's disputing that he should actually have equal shared care. Right. So... We've had a tribunal because he's gone and um, raised an issue with the CMS for the child maintenance payments, which he stopped once the court order was in place. Yeah. But the court order he designed based around his work schedule because he works for the fire brigade. So he has made it so that on a 28-day rota, 16 days are with me and 12 days are with him, split them around 7, 8, 4. 
across the month and then we share the school holidays 50 50. yeah i said i agree to all of it i'm absolutely fine um, i was going through cancer treatment at the time and he went ahead with the court order anyway that's just the kind of person he is but when we go for this tribunal yeah hello it, we um, went yeah. twice on a hearing and the second time they didn't send the documents so they reassessed and then um, he's decided now that he doesn't want to just dispute the outstanding amount, which is about £6,000. And I've said, you can raise it. I do actually need the extra four, six, eight a month that comes through because it's how I got my mortgage. Um, and now they've reconvened again for the third time because he's trying to establish that he has shared equal care. But because of what's written in the court order, the last judge said that he would fall at the first hurdle because it's literally in black and white. He yeah. created the court order based on his work rota. Yes. And I just want to know the best way to represent that information because when the children are with him for two weekends in every month, one of those weekends he leaves them with his girlfriend. So okay. he's not even there. He goes to London and goes to work, in yeah. quotes. Yeah, and then they stay with her. So, so that thing, thing, things like that, things things like that won't really matter. Um, in the yeah. same way, yeah. no, because in the same way as if the children were with you, but you, you know, wanted someone else to look after them, that's fine. They're still your responsibility. You're still going to be paying for the food and the electricity and everything that they're using while that the children are in your house. So, I wouldn't raise that um, as a reason. I think the way that you've explained it to me, i.e. it's black and white in the order, is probably your best defence. I mean, what, what you're asking me about is a tribunal to consider the CMS, which is slightly out of, of, of our arena. We don't tend to get involved with CMS, but I would say use your court order. That, that's that's yeah. your best best piece of evidence right there. Okay, fantastic. You're doing an amazing job. Thank you so, so much. Oh, thank you. thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, GE, you are next up. Someone on TikTok asked me if, if there was such a thing as true love. Wow, that's a massive question. I don't know. What does everybody think? Is there such a thing as true love? I think there is, but then I'm a romantic. GE, whenever you're ready. We've got so many people wanting to ask questions this evening, which is great. Yes. Oh, we've got split, split views on TikTok. We've got, oh, actually, I think that looks equal. Love for kids. Yes, I hope so. Yes, if you find the right person. Absolutely right. GE, I'm going to go to the next person and I'll come back to you, which is Captain Blood Awful. So. Is your call? Oh, do a poll. Hello. Hi. What's your question? Sorry, I'm just, I was just having a biscuit while you called me. <laughs> That's okay. I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago about my daughter. Yeah. Um. So when I filled in the C100, it asked me, obviously, for the uh, my AMS form. Yeah. Um, she's not prepared to go to mediation. Okay. Um. And also, she's now said that she's going to move to Scotland. Um, I live in Sheffield. Yeah. Just to get just to get away from it because her parents are retiring to Scotland, so she wants to move up to Scotland with her parents. Yeah. Um, 
I've just I'm stuck in a stalemate of what what to do now because I can't complete that mayhem spawn without mediation and I don't really know what to do. Well, but but if she's not willing to go to mediation, the mediator will give you the Miams form because mediation is a voluntary process. So if she won't go, so what, what will happen effectively is the mediator will email her or telephone her and generally the mediators that I work with, they'll allow sort of 14 days. And then if they haven't heard from her within 14 days or she comes back and says no, then they'll just give you the MIAMS form. So that's fine. I think that the key thing is to make sure that when you engage in a, with a mediator, that they can actually do MIAMS forms, because not all of them can. Right, okay. All right. Um, is there any way I can sort of, like, get some legal advice from you, like, like as, a, as a solicitor? Yeah, absolutely. If you drop me an email, that's not a problem what at is all. Your email, please? So it's Tracy, T-R-A-C-E-Y, yeah. at maloneyfamilylaw.com and okay. maloney i i say this because everyone spells it m-a it's actually m-o-l-o-n-e-y okay all right that's lovely thanks you legal queen and i really appreciate all everything you do and all your videos that i see online you're fantastic oh bless you you're welcome thank you thank you bye-bye GE, I'm not quite sure what's happened there. Um, you still haven't managed to get to the stage. Next person is Watts181. So Paddy's running a poll on TikTok now about um, whether there is such a thing as true love. Sorry, yes, I can hear you. Yeah, what's your question? Hi there, yes. Um, it's Well, best way to describe it is just give you a quick brief of the situation and ask my questions within it. Okay. Um, myself and my wife, uh, got married last year. Yeah. Um, bought a house together, um, mortgaged it, joint mortgage, <clears throat> and then in March this year, turned randomly turned around and said she wants a divorce. Yeah. Leave the house before it gets violent. So I, I left uh, just due to the nature of my job. I didn't want to be involved in any sort of incident that might uh, jeopardise it. Yeah. And I spent the next three to four weeks in hotels and Airbnbs until I found a rental property. Yeah. Which I then had to furnish from scratch i literally just had the four walls and a roof um we have a child together as well a one-year-old um and i also have another child to a, another partner who's seven and i've got a court order through that and it's really amicable we get along really well uh, and i have her every week so my question is we're currently going for a divorce although i'm waiting for her solicitor to say that she's been given instruction for that um while going through the divorce, I know we need to do a financial order. Yeah. Um, but my question around it is because I sold my house, we put money into the house, and then we bought a house together, and it was substantially her profits from her house. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to ask for any of it. She said she'd give me 10,000 pounds to take me off the mortgage so she can remortgage it in her name. Yeah. Uh, because I, I think her mum's come over and now going to give her money to live in there with her. Yeah. I have a gut feeling it's all been planned. Um, I know it's a bit bad to say that, but sometimes you've got to trust your gut to that yeah. extent. But there's no way of proving it. Um, then she wants me to like contribute out of that £10,000 to so we can pay off the mortgage early, the, the, the admin fee. So what, second... what, I, what I would say, just to answer that first question, is that mm. um, if there has been no deed signed or no post or prenuptial 
Um, There's none. No. Okay. It's a standard joint well, mortgage. Well, then it, it's a it's a matrimonial asset. Now that doesn't mean that she can't ask the court to take into consideration the deposit that she put into the property, and that yeah. be reflected in maybe a larger percentage to her. That whether the whether or not the court will do that will depend on a few things. If it's a very long marriage, then the court may see it as being absorbed into the marriage and therefore it's gone and less it's than, lost. Less than a year. Okay, well no, then then she may she may argue that point successfully. But the second thing the court's gonna look at is what you both need. So, you know, it because what the court won't do is I always say this, but they won't take the shirt off your back to keep her warm. Both of your yeah. housing needs need to be met. Both of your <clears throat> income needs need to be met. So it will all come down to the amount that's available and what the parties need as to whether the court are able to allow her to keep her deposit. Yeah, understood. Okay. Um, my second question is reference um, in terms of child contact. Yeah. We were we did agree child contact uh, and it was amicable. We both agreed dates. Yeah. Now, on one of the weekends, unfortunately, the little one became unwell, so I had to take him to hospital. Yeah. They're okay now, but it was that initial what's happening, so I tried to make her aware. Yeah. Um, and then when I took her back the next day, she, she beating around the bush, she said, you're not seeing her anymore, and then just stopped contact, and that was the other week. Through the divorce process, can the solicitors, solicitors uh, organise the child contact arrangements or does that, that separate application to the family courts to go through that? Yeah, that's a separate application. So that's your C100 form yeah. for a child arrangements order. So if, if solicitors can't agree, obviously the parties can't agree and mediation won't help or can't help because, you know, she's not willing to go, then yes, mm -hmm. you're, you're going to have to go and, and make application <clears throat> with a C100. No problem. And then one final question, I do apologise. That's all right. Um, in terms of the actual going through the divorce process, yeah. it's quite straightforward. I can do that myself. When it comes to the financial order, yeah. obviously she has a solicitor. Yeah. Can it be worked where, because there is a solicitor involved yeah. and she is doing it on her behalf, can I just accept the materials that come in, read through it, if I agree with it or get some sort of minimal advice, to reduce the costs yeah is that acceptable or do i need a solicitor to say yes we agree with it and here's a an authority signature to say that so the courts do prefer both of you to take independent legal advice having said that lots of people just simply can't afford it so that's where that d81 comes into play because then the court's going to be making sure that the order it's being asked to make is fair and reasonable and it will do that by looking at the D81. So an answer to your question is, yes, you can. If you're happy with it and, and you think that it's fair and reasonable, you don't need to get the legal advice, you can accept it. I think the safety net is that the court itself may not make the order if it feels it's not fair and reasonable. Yeah, understood. And when it comes to, obviously, I give us X amount of money uh, per month for the child. Yes. Just... Just argument's sake, thinking on both sides. Yeah. Obviously, I pay her every month, even though I'm not seeing her. Within this financial order, yeah. can you stipulate that, obviously, all financial ties are broken, irrespective of what they're for? 
or is that because it's to do with a child it is completely separate no it so it depends in the financial order ultimately there's going to be a clean break so financial ties are going to be severed however yeah. It may be that the financial order contains what we call periodical payments for children. So, i.e., the respondent pays £300 a month to the applicant until the youngest child reaches 18, and they're periodical payments. So, even though we've got a clean break, the order allows for ongoing directions to keep happening. Understood. And if, just for argument's sake, again, say that payment was £100 per month. Yeah. Um, but under the child maintenance thing, the child is actually, or the parent is actually allowed £200 per month. Yeah. Can uh, the child maintenance authority say, well, we're saying you have to pay 200 even though there's a financial order for 100 Yes. Who, who overrules who? Yes, they can. So in, in that regard, once a financial order is a year old, CMS then take back authority. Which is why, God, it's, it's as for twelve months. Yeah, which is why, as family lawyers, we don't tend to get involved in in the CMS side of things, because after twelve months, it the the power passes back to them. That's great. Thank you very much for answering them questions. It's much appreciated. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye now. Um, somebody on TikTok called Gaz um, wants to know if I've received the email. An email did just pop through. I could see it on my phone. Um, so I will get round to that. It won't be this evening, Gaz. Um, it will be um, tomorrow uh, when I get round to the emails. Um, I'm pretty much up together with my emails, I think. I'm up as far as today, I think. So I am pretty much together. Um, there's a few. I need to spend a bit of time on Discord. The last time I answered questions on Discord was Friday morning. So I've got the weekend. So for those of you that might have posted something on Discord over the weekend, um, I'm aware and, and I generally go back to where my last message was and then I'll catch up. I'll do some tonight and some when I wake first thing in the morning. Um, massive thank you to those of you that have been moderating for me this evening on TikTok. Um, Zoe 40 something, thank you so, so much. Um, I really do appreciate it. Obviously, you know, moderators, are on holiday I can't always guarantee that they'll be there um, I was trying to keep an eye on what was being said I didn't see anything particularly offensive or anything this evening but you know there we go each to their own everyone's entitled to their opinion um, but yeah so thank you to those of you that, that were helping um, right guys I'm gonna sign off it's just after seven I'm back here again tomorrow at six o'clock apologies to all of you still with your hand up there's about 20 of you still with questions to ask Please come back tomorrow. Um, I'm back here again at six and I will answer as many questions as I possibly can um, then. OK, um, stay safe, guys, and keep cool. See you tomorrow.